So my president-elect becomes the president. Right. No if, and, buts, or maybe. Right. We don't have a VP role. So we used to have a VP role, and there was always that question of, are they going to become the president? Right. And so there was this really weird cultural thing at the <laughs> June board meeting, like who's going to be the president, right? Hey everyone, it's Tom here from AMC NPO Solutions, and I'm so excited to have with me today my dear friend, I won't say old friend, <laughs> but my dear friend Brenda Southam, who I've known for years, we've worked together as well, and she's hired me and we've worked together, it's a whole mixed match, but we're glad to have her here, and she's the Executive Director of the Real Estate Institute of British Columbia. Brenda, good to have you here. Nice to be here, Tom. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So let's just jump right in. Okay. How long have you been the ED at uh, REIBC? I've been 13 years. 13 years? January 8th was 13 years. Really? Yep. Well, happy birthday. Well, thank you. Wow. Yeah, that's so, a long time. So 13 years, I imagine uh, a, a lot can happen in that time. What, yes. what really is, is the, the mission of REIBC? It's to promote our members. Um, our members are designated, RI designated, mm -hmm. so our mission is to promote them um, as distinguished, knowledgeable, um, and connected folks. So, so for those of you who yeah. don't know what an RI is... An RI is a member of our institute that has uh, a certain education and certain um, experience requirements, mm -hmm. and they can apply to us to get their designation, and then they are um, an, an elite real estate professional in, in BC. Okay, now we're talking. Yes. Elite <laughs> real estate professionals. So that's really what uh, REIBC is all about, the yeah. Real Estate Institute of British Columbia. So right. how, how is REIBC different from some other real estate type associations that people might be perhaps more right. familiar with. Right. So our members are not just realtors. Our members come from all walks of real estate. So we have appraisers and assessors and finance people and, um, oh, that goes on and on. <laughs> I do this all the time. I hesitate right there. Finance <laughs> people and uh, strata managers and property managers. And wow. yeah, so it just... The it, whole gamut. The whole gamut. Yeah, the whole real estate profession. And lots of people think when they think of real estate, they think of realtors. That's right. the whole real estate that they know. It's much, much bigger than that. So there's so, a lot that goes on behind the scenes sure. as well. Even appraisal yeah. and the, every, yeah. assessment, everything. Everything. Finance. Yeah. Finance is a big one, right? I mean, we all finance. Even residential needs right. to be have finance, right? So, so yeah. any one of those professionals mm -hmm. who are in the real estate space... Mm -hmm can and should be members of REIBC. As long as they have the correct education okay. and, the, and correct experience, right? So that's so part of the gold standard. It or? is, it is. The education is the gold standard piece, the elite piece. Yeah. So what does it mean to someone who, let's say, hires or engages an RI? Well, for them, it would mean they would get a different level of service. They would mm. get a more knowledgeable individual. Um, they would get someone who, who knows uh, different areas, maybe a real estate. They also know people. They're connected. So they can hook up a person, you know, throughout the industry and say, okay, so if you need appraiser, this is, this is someone you can look at or okay. who has their RI designation. So it's a whole network of folks that can be put together to do your real estate transaction. So that can give people some peace of mind as well. For sure. Oh, that's great. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. now that we've got the context yeah. on, on, you know, what, what the board, well, what the organization does, mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about the board, okay. right? So you're the executive director. You have been for 13 years. Yeah. Uh, I imagine you guys are following or using uh, a governance model. We are. So what, what model are you guys using? We we use the complementary model. Yes. I'm shocked. As I was asking that question, it just seemed like the worst leading question you could possibly ask. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, yeah. Um, but so you guys are using the, the complementary yeah. model of board governance. Yeah. 
What is it about? Now this is sounding like an infomercial, but wh- why is that? Or wh- what do you find useful about the complementary model? Well, first of all, why is it? Is because I met your dad mm. many years back, mm. so we won't say how long. So, um, and and. I was with an organization in those days that really needed a lot of governance help. And mm. so that's how I got in touch with Tom Sr. And, and so we just worked together. So I've brought always the complementary model with me to wherever um, I've gone. There's only been one place after that, actually. Mm. So um, so it's one of those models that is easy to use. It, it tells you what the role of the executive director is. It tells you the role of the board mm. and never the two shall meet. Right. And, and it's one of those, and I mean, it's, it's just one of those the the uh, the model is one of those that's easy to work with and easy to use. Okay, good. So it sounds like you find it's useful to kind of get, get clear division of yeah, you know for sure. division duties, of roles. Division yeah. of roles. Who's yeah. supposed to do what yeah. when and exactly. uh, don't don't step into my side. Exactly. Hopefully, right? Yeah, hopefully. Cool. Uh, that doesn't always work like that. But right. That's your goal. In a perfect world, that's what we aspire to, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. So how big is the board? My board is twelve big. Okay. So eleven elected and one. Um, Past president. So the past ah. president stays on the board in, in a advisory role. Okay. So they stay on the board as long as. Is that a voting president. role or non-voting? He's a voting role. Voting. It's, okay. it's a voting role. Yeah. Okay. So it eleven elected, role. and yeah. then the past president yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. They and then they move on to become a pest president. Yeah, one of those. That's what people tell me, right? That I've I don't become. have a lot of those. I, I, every now and then you get one or two, but they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. So maybe talk us through like the election process. So what, what is that like? Okay, so our election process is different than, than a lot of other places. So we put out nominations in March. March. So our year, our, our board year is July 1st to um, June 30th. So oh, June. Okay. Yeah. So in March, we put out nominations that go out to the membership. Um, and as long as you're an RI, you're welcome to sit on the board. So our nominee students and our retired students are not allowed to be uh, directors. Okay. And so our professional members uh, can be nominated by two people. And that is how that works. And then the nominations come to the office. Then we vote. Um, if we need to vote, we vote. Mm-hmm. If not, they're acclaimed. And then we install them or put them, they become on the first. We have a meeting in June mm-hmm. that brings them all together. And we do our orientation and that kind gotcha. of stuff at that time. Right? What are you yeah. noticing? Any any trends these days around, you know, uh, some, some, some boards find it hard to recruit new members. Yeah. Some have like a lot. And their biggest challenge is how do we decide, <sighs> yeah. you know, who would be the best fit? And then yeah. some are just scrambling to try to get directors. Yeah. We have a little bit of both. Mm. We Some years we have, it seems like a lot, and, and there is no decision by the board because the members vote, right? So right. the board doesn't make that decision. If someone comes forward, their name goes forward to the membership, and then the membership votes. Um, the last couple of years, we've been filling the spaces. Mm. So it's not a big, a big one, but... But um, at least we're filling. We're not scrambling and saying we have to have two spaces that are empty or right. we're, we're filling the, the roles on the board. So okay. I'm happy with that. I mean, okay. that's, as long as we have 12, that's a good, good representation of our members. Okay, right? very nice. So, yeah. And what's that onboarding process look like? Well, right now, it's, it, a lot of it is left to me, mm. um, which is not... Uh, perfect, mm. not by any stretch. So we we are working towards getting to a nominations uh, committee that does it. We do have a nominations committee, and we're we're just struggling a little bit to put all that together and and get it working properly. So, but we are we are working towards that, and and um, it'll be a much better process when the board gets a, just a little bit more involved. Right. Um, some of that I take on because I do a lot, mm. so it's just easier for me to we'll just let Brenda do it. Yeah. Well, and and I say okay and carry on, right? So so it. Part of that is is my issue that I need to let them do what they need to do a little bit more sometimes. Right. right. So, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And um, how how often do you know what are the terms like? So our our board um, 
terms are two years, so you're elected for a two-year term. Mm. And then our president is one year and president-elect is one year, right? So we do have a president-elect. So so you could be in your second year and be past president even though you're not elected. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's, sometimes it's a little bit confusing. We, we elect six at a time. Okay. Or, five and six depending on because mm. we don't elect the 12th person right. so we elect five and six so that we never have a full new board right right so that can never happen our right. board will never be mm-hmm. brand new and right? right so they'll never be brand new okay. and and every year you're replacing half i am okay yeah. so there's or at least some continuity back, or they come back right okay right half some come back some right. don't. so you might be replacing two or three you this last little while it's been maybe two or three people we'd be replacing. Okay. You know, so there's lots of continuity. And that president-elect role, yep. is that synonymous with, let's say, a vice president? So, so some organizations have a VP yep. and a president-elect. Yeah. So How my president-elect work? becomes the president. Right. No if and buts or maybe. Right. We don't have a VP role. So we used to have a VP role, and there was always that question of, are they going to become the president? Right. And so there was this really weird cultural thing at the <laughs> June board meeting, like who's going to be the president, right? And right. you just didn't kind of know. So we talked about that at length and how to change that. And we decided on a president-elect. And mm. that way we know who's going to become president. So we can start training earlier as well, too. It's not going to be a big shock in June of who's going to become the president. Right. right. We know who's And that helps you with succession planning. For sure. Okay. For sure. It's All a big, right. it's a really positive piece. Okay. Okay. So speaking of succession planning yeah. and, 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 and boards and whatnot, um, do you guys do any sort of uh, performance evaluations of the of the board? Yeah, uh, we do one one a year for sure of the entire board, um, and then if I remember, we, we do uh, <laughs> we do an evaluation after every board after every in person board meeting to see an evaluation if, after yeah. every in person board meeting. Yeah. That's three times a year. You heard it here, folks. Okay, so <laughs> you, you guys meet three times a year. Yeah, we we, we meet on, we meet on conference calls too, but we don't evaluate those. Only the in-person board meetings, which is three times a year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we do an evaluation after every one of those board meetings. So these evaluations, maybe kind of talk us through what sure. what 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 is involved in that, or what are you evaluating? Well, we're evaluating was the stuff on the board agenda supposed to be on the board agenda? Mm. Was it really board infor- was it board decisions or was it something I was should be doing but mm. have it on a board table? Uh, we talk about if everyone was involved, was everyone talking around the table or was it just the board meeting just being run by two people? Right. Um, so we, we look at all of those things as we go through an evaluation. It's very short, it's very simple, but we do we make sure that how, did we talk about did we keep things in in, in uh, line with our mission and vision? Did mm. we keep things in line with with, with our membership, are we making sure that we're talking to all of the different groups that we have and, and where the committee's reporting out as they're supposed mm-hmm. to? So those are the things that we really look at closely, right? And are these, are these uh, individual self-assessments? Are they, you know, uh, uh, overall board assessments? Or what does that that's look an, like? It, that's an overall board assessment, but each board member does it. Right, so okay. each board member answers the questionnaire. How are we doing as a board? How are we doing as a board? And then okay. they have their own self-assessment, and we don't. Right. They get that in their binder, but we don't ask them to give us their self-assessment. Okay. Right, so they do their own self-assessment. That's mm. up to them, and it's a reminder, probably twice a year, to say, "Have you looked at your self-assessment lately? Just mm. make sure you're taking a look at it and seeing how you're doing." Right. Yeah. And does the board or a governance committee look at some of those individual ones, or, or and, and maybe say, you know, hey, you know. So no, we, we you know what I mean. Like yeah, you're not pulling your weight that. here. Or anything, no, we you know. haven't done that. <laughs> we it's this in the recent, very recent history, which was September. Mm. We 
our president, our past president, is going to be the person who's going to start dealing with um, new members as right. they come on. Okay. So they're. Going I remember to, that came yeah, out of our session. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So he's going to start talking to, or the past president's going to start talking to the new people that come it's a on. Great role for a past president. It is. It's a super role for a past president, and our president deals with anything that we think is something that needs to be dealt with. Now, re when I say we, that doesn't include my two cents because mm. my two cents is not part of that board discussion. Right. So we is the board um, and they have a discussion sometimes about, well, this person might be doing this or not doing this. And then the president, it's the president's role to have that discussion with a member mm. that's not pulling their weight. Right. My board is really good about those things, Tom. They, they are really good about um, saying so-and-so is not pulling their weight. This mm. is the second meeting they haven't been at one more and we're supposed to tell them they're gone, but you know, we like the input when they're here, so can we have this discussion? Mm. So then the president phones up our member and has a discussion. Right. So, so we're it's really so important good. to hold people accountable. It's huge. Because look, I mean, every person yeah. who's sitting in that board seat that's not contributing is taking up space for someone that would love to come in yeah. here and be an active part, exactly. right? Exactly. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. So yeah. what about um, uh, you know, orientation for, for new board chairs? I mean, what, what, is, what is that look like? Well, we... Because we know who our chair is going to be, they we probably once a year we ask them to chair a meeting, and mm. I spend a lot of time usually with those people, right? So um, we talk governance, we talk what their role is, we do training, of course, which right. you do for us. Um, so we do all of those things every year. So anyone coming up through our board knows what their role is by the right. time they become the president. Mm. If they don't know, it's because they're not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for lack of trying, it's not for right? Lack of trying, right? So, so we have that, and then we have an orientation for the entire board, which mm. the president partakes in. I actually do the orientation mm. so that the president can can hear and watch and see what's going on with everyone else around the table. I don't I don't necessarily have to watch everybody and see if they're you know, but the president does that, so right. I do the actual orientation for the board. That's so, great. Yeah. So I notice you you use the term president as the uh, the yeah. senior elected officer. We do. Um, so what's that thought process around that versus, let's say, you know, chair? I don't know. Okay. It's been like that forever and, and we've never talked about changing it. One of the reasons people change that is because their CEO becomes president and CEO. Right. And, and when we say confusion. president and CEO, we're talking about the, 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 the chief staff, staff officer, officer, right? So quite often they're the executive director or yeah. president or president and CEO or registrar or managing director. So it, it can be confusing. Right. Yeah. It can be confusing. But we're not. I'm the I'm the executive officer. Right. They're the president, and that's just as simple as it becomes. Right. Okay. So we've cool. never changed it. It's just been like that forever. And I think that's kind of old school. Mm. I think it is old school. Mm. And we've been around since 1962, so that's fair enough. Okay, it's by definition. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. yeah. So um, <clears throat> on the question of um, manuals, mm -hmm. right? So do you have you know board manuals? You know what staff manuals? What does that look like? So we have, we have board manuals. Mm. For sure we have board manuals. And that board manual gets given to every uh, board member uh, the first meeting in June, which is usually the first Thursday, second Thursday of June every year. So that's part of that orientation, part that of the onboarding. Orientation. And we go through the binder and ah. we go through it all. I don't read everything that's in it, um, but we certainly go through. And when we get to the piece where there's all the policies and all the minutes, mm. we ask them to please peruse it at mm. least so that you can understand what's going on. So your first board meeting in September, you're not going, what is that? Right. right? What are we talking about? Yeah. Because it is in the minutes, or mm. it's in, and and it gives them an opportunity to call me or to call a board member if if they need some more clarification about what's going on or what's happening. So, 
that first year on the board is always difficult. I sit on boards as well. So that first year as a board member, you're kind of going, it what's happening? Fast, and it too. does, right? And you kind of go, what's going on? But there's opportunity to, to fill yourself in a little bit more if you want to. And I've noticed that from sitting on boards and, of course, what I do for a living, mm. that it gives them the information, right? It, it lets them be more uh, participative earlier, quicker, faster, sure. right? Yeah. So, yeah. And what about like a code of conduct? We have a code of conduct. Uh, the code of conduct is the code of conduct we got from AMC. So right. we use that code of conduct. It's word for word. Um, and we just use that code of conduct. So it's for the directors. For the directors. So this is an important distinction. Yes. I'm not talking about a code of conduct for the for the for the EO or the, the CEO right. or the ED. We're talking a code of conduct yeah. for the volunteer directors for yes. the board. Yes. And they have job descriptions as well. <laughs> Look at that, right? So how they yeah. need to be. Yes. And I think that's so important, Brenda, because a lot of people think of, well, I'm, and I get it because I've also volunteered to serve on boards as well. So you just, hey, I'm just, I'm just here. I want to help. Yeah. And quite often boards haven't undergone any kind of a yeah. training at all. And they're just kind of doing their thing. And nobody at the table knows who's supposed to do what. Yeah. But when you have that structure in place, you go, well, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. This is an important mm -hmm. seat that I'm sitting in. Mm -hmm. Well, it's really important in BC, you're responsible, right? So it's really important. For sure. Right? So so you need to take it important. So we wrote job descriptions and we have code of conducts and we have, and the code of conduct is very simple. Mm. It says you, you need to treat people with respect and, and be honest and, you know, deal with things. So not being conflicts of interest right, and all those kinds of, of guidelines, things, right? Like right? all of those things, right? So, but it's really important because it is an important role. And there's other people, if you don't want to do it, there's other people that do. For sure. Right? Okay. So yeah. last couple things. Okay. Uh, if, if you had any, what are some of the, 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 the pitfalls that, that you see happen sometimes with, with boards as it relates to governance? Like what are some warning signs, things to look out for? Because that could be quite useful for, for people out there. Oh boy. So <laughs> there's lots of them. No, I'm, I'm Where do we start, that. right? Yeah. So I think that one of the things that, you, that you'll start to notice, especially in our role, in my role, is that people want to do what you do. People want to tell you how to do what you're doing and tell you how to do your job. And as soon as you have... You mean the volunteer board wants yeah. to tell the ED, you know, yeah. you know what you should be doing yeah, more of? Exactly. Okay. Or right. this is how I would do that. Right. Right. So as soon as that starts happening, you know that your board is no longer in the governance mode, or at least some people aren't. And that's a, that's a sign. They're in the if, weeds they're mode. They're in the weeds. And we need to get them out of the weeds. Mm. Right. So that's a president conversation. And if it is your president, then it's a past president conversation mm. that says you need to help me with this conversation. <laughs> right. Um, I never take that on myself because they are my employer, right? right? But I always I always participate mm. and I because it's important for them to understand, right? Where I, how I feel about it as well, right? Mm. Um, so so that's a big one for me, that's a big one. And the other one is when you're in training and everybody knows everything. Right. When you're in training and everybody's nodding their head and everyone knows what's going on all the time, right. you're in trouble. Mm. Because not everybody knows what's going on all the time. And if nobody has one question or nobody has a kind of puzzled look on their face or no one says, oh, I didn't really understand it like that, mm. you got some, you probably need to take a step back and go, okay, so what have, what have we missed here? What's going on? Because no one, no board knows everything. Right. Just like no ED knows everything. Sure. Right? Sure. We don't know everything. Right? So, so when things are going well, <laughs> yep. right, when things are going really well as far as like governance, I mean, what, what is that looking like? That looks like the board meets. We talk high level. Um, I love this statement they use, 30,000 feet. Mm. We're talking high level. Here's where we are. What's going on there? And, and how, are, how are we looking going forward? These are our strategic goals. Where are we? 
where are we in those strategic goals? And of course, that's my job to tell them where they are at the strategic goals mm. and if they're working or not working, and then we can have a bigger conversation. So the really positive side is everyone stays out of everybody else's business mm. and we just kind of go and do what we need to do. And if I need help, that's when I go to my board. And if they want more information, they come to me and say, we're not understanding what's going on here mm. or what's happening. So that to me is a really positive board, right? When you right. Can, when everybody knows their role and you just carry on and do your thing. Well, right? that's what we talk about. You know, yeah. we, we call it the complementary model. Do. Not complementary, <laughs> not free, but complement as in the board and, and the ED, yeah. they, they complement each For other, sure. right? I mean, it's not about who's better and who, you know, but yeah. we work together as a team. You know, everyone has a part to play. So when everyone comes together and they know their roles, it, it's a lot smoother, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, That's and it works well. Cool. And it's a fun job then, right? Thank you very much, Brenda. I hope you guys found this useful. This was really great to kind of hear this. And I'm curious about what are your thoughts about governance and what are you guys doing and what's working and what's not. Thanks again, Brenda. Great to have you here. Thanks, Tom. It's good to be here. Thank you. Thanks.